Welcome into the studio, our friend David Wills, Senior Vice President of Media Profile, which is a leading Toronto public relations agency. How are you doing, David? I'm great, Peter. Good to be here. Good to have you. And uh, so that's one out of three regulars. Stephen Holliday is a regular, and he's Deputy Mayor, Councillor Ward 3, Etobicoke Centre. How are you doing, Stephen? Hey, Peter. I'm doing just great. Good. Stand by. We're going to ask you about Hop On, Hop Off in a moment. And... Um, a new horse in the stable, and somebody you know, Mike Schreiner, leader of the Green Party of Ontario and MPP for Guelph. Hi, Mike. Hey, Peter. It's great to be on with you today. And great to have you. And uh, so let's let's jump in and, and take advantage of the fact that uh, Stephen Holliday is with us. And uh, if the two of you have anything to say about this, happy to uh, hear. It's, it's not really a question of what's your opinion. It's a question of why did we need and what have we done when we uh, got into the two-hour transfer policy, Stephen Holliday? Yes, uh, we had a council debate on this uh, fairly recently, and it was branded under the city's poverty reduction strategy. But really what it is, is it sets a time limit when you use your Presto card. You swipe your card once, and it allows you to get on and off the transit system as many times as you need to over that two hours. And the thinking is, is that we'll encourage the use of transit because it will entice people to um, maximize their trip. You know, uh, you get on the subway, you go somewhere, you jump off, you get a coffee, you run an errand, you pop into the drugstore, you do what you got to do, you save yourself a fare, and then you carry on, and, and maybe that will help you use transit more often instead of taking your car. So why didn't we do this years ago? Because other cities well, have. Um, you, well, one thing is the technology is there now. You've got the Presto card that allows you to swipe, and you can better manage the clock on the card automatically rather than running around with paper transfers. You know, it, it wasn't a slam dunk at, at council. I, I, you know, I'm not, it, it was successfully voted through, but there was uh, some interest around how it was paid for. Um, the city did pay uh, for this directly. And uh, one of the arguments I had made at the time was that if you work it out, I mean, it's a couple of pennies per ride. Why don't you just build it into the fare? Because you're, you're adding an advantage to riders. Uh, I think a lot of people would pay an extra one or two cents on their fare in the wash to have this extra feature, but it ended up being a lump sum payment coming directly from the taxpayer. Okay, I appreciate very much you uh, jumping on. I had just given the the listeners uh, a bit of a rundown on it because a lot of people are not aware that it's uh, it's a possibility and more than a possibility, a reality, and uh, starts very soon. So thank you for that. Any comment yeah, on know, that? I'll, other th- I'll add one other thing too. Is uh, oh. sure, just, just go ahead. as a writer myself, you know, in my calculus about this, I you know I thought about how much am I going to use this, and uh, I, I've rode as a commuter for years and years from the West End into the city. And I found I never really did it very often. I just seemed to organize my trips around this thing. So there are some costs that are floated around there in the tens and twenties of millions of dollars. I'll be interested to see if they actually materialize. I think the odd person will take advantage of this once in a while, but I'm not sure that people will integrate it into their daily routine. So I am optimistic about it, and I found it in my heart to support this initiative, even though it was costing money straight from the taxpayer. Yeah, well, it is going to cost money, but the uh, ultimately uh, you may wind up having more people riding transit, which is the goal, and therefore uh, helping people who are on other forms of conveyance, especially on the surface. Any comment on that, Mike Schreiner? Yeah, absolutely, Peter. I think it's a great idea and and good on the City of Toronto for doing this. And as a longtime small business owner, I'm hoping uh, transit riders take take advantage of this, hop off, go shop locally, support some local businesses, and then hop back on and and carry on to their destination. And I know as somebody who I come into Toronto a lot from Guelph, obviously, and I use the TTC quite a bit, and the ability to get on and off transit, I think is going to be a huge advantage. David Wills, you on board? 
Yeah, I think this is a fantastic idea. Um, I'm not quite buying that it's costing any money, though. Uh, I think what it's going to do is people who are riding transit are going to take advantage of the new freedom, and they're going to pop off, grab a coffee at their favorite coffee shop instead of having to go all the way to where they were and buying a coffee at their second favorite coffee shop that's just located where they were going. So I think that it's going to make people like the system better. I do think it'll attract uh, I'm not quite buying the math that uh, that this that you put a cost every time somebody gets off, though. Well, who knows? You know, you, you, there's always a trade-off. It's costing us some money. Ultimately, we'll see what. It's experimental, obviously, because what happens is you do it for a while, and then you say, "Wait a minute," and you make an adjustment. So we'll see what happens, and and say good luck. I, I said that I was cautiously optimistic, and I'm going to remain that way. Uh, let's get into um, something that's a little bit more meaty and a little more, bit more pressing. Sex ed. Sex ed is uh, the gift that keeps on giving for uh, discussion groups like us because uh, it changes almost it seems by the hour, but certainly by the day. So since, um, I guess, the beginning of the week, we've heard that, no, we're not going back to 1998 in terms of curriculum. We're going to uh, to give the kids what they were getting in 2014, and we had equated that with 1998, but they're saying, no, there's been modifications so that they will learn about sexting, they will learn about the internet, they will learn about bullying, uh, and uh, even more importantly, uh, for the, the high school age kids, any kid in high school will be getting exactly what he or she was getting last year in terms of uh, the the curriculum. So I think that that's a, a fairly positive development, but I don't think everybody does. I'm looking at what uh, Sam Hammond of the Elementary Teachers has to say and Harvey Bischoff of the uh, OSSTF, that's Ontario Secondary School Teachers. They're not so happy. And and in the second tranche, we'll call it, of this discussion as we go around the table, we'll talk about the fact that the consultation with parents has now expanded, so it's not only sex ed. But let's uh, start with you, David Wills. What do you think of uh, the way the curriculum's shaken down while we undergo this consultation? I think this is decision-based evidence-making at its finest. Uh, you know, this is a gong show, nothing short of that. I don't believe that it's not backed off it's such a mess in a dog's breakfast a week before school starts it's a joke and i hope i'm kind of clear on that but uh, i think you know, you've been crystal clear yeah and i think that you know this 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 addition of a snitch line is probably like holy cow like we're rat out your neighbors people that's your good citizen duty it's like Really, that's there's already a, a mechanism for that. It's called the principle. You don't like what the teacher's doing? There are mechanisms for this. There's rules in place to announce it like it's some sort of we're giving this to to people as a need. They're looking. There, it's a solution that doesn't have a problem. First of all, I think it's a mess, and I think they're continuing to make a mess of it, and they don't have a plan. And that was shown yesterday with the the you know kind of this. Muddy, new muddled thing like it was we're going to throw out the old curriculum now it's a new one now it's a, a hybrid it's all of these things all it's done is more confusion well i have to say we've been uh, you know around this table and everywhere else in the media talking about this uh ever since it was announced that it was going to happen which would be in early july and i've been saying i think i've said it to to all to all of you guys at one time or another all they really had to do was in early July say we're tasking a uh, a special uh, blue ribbon group inside the ministry to take the 2015 curriculum that Wynn introduced and modify <coughs> the uh, uh, so-called offensive parts while we consult 
and that probably would have served fine. But now it almost looks like they're stuffing um, an ever-growing bomb with more and more gunpowder. And uh, so I'll, I'll look to you for some reaction on that, Stephen Holliday. Well, you know, the interesting part is how this is shaken down. So you know, I was reading the story in the, in the newspaper earlier today about, you know, how Doug Ford reacted to this and fired the cannon back saying, well, you know, we, we were, we were going to intervene if, uh, if a teacher doesn't follow directions. I started thinking of a Clint Eastwood movie, you know, with... You know, the eagle flying up there and the sun shining at high noon and, and two cowboys at two either end of the of, of the corral there and they open their jackets and, you know, their guns are... That's it. That's the one. Um, he, he's it's a standoff. Ready, you know? Except there's no good in this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but I wonder if this is a theme going forward and how uh, maybe some of the, uh, the extreme uh, viewpoints in the left in society are going to react against the government. You know, one would think that there should be a negotiation here and trying to reach the right answer at the end of the tunnel. But when, when you're in negotiation and you draw the line in the sand and you take adversarial positions, there's no honorable exit for each of them. So I don't know how they're going to resolve this. I don't know this. who you're even talking about negotiating oh, yeah. with. Are you talking about teachers' unions? Because that's not going to happen, not with well, the PC government. But you've got to solve the problem, the standoff. So if you draw a line in the sand that says, we're going to do this, and the other one says, you know, we're going to come after you if you do it, how do you get out of that impossible position? All I know is there's a new sheriff in town, and if I'm going to be placing my bets, it's going on the sheriff. And that's Doug Ford. I hear what you're saying. Mike Schreiner, you sit in that legislature. What do you think? Well, the premier's already backtracked so much on this issue, which is partly why they've completely mishandled it. I mean, the fact now we have a snitch line. So two weeks ago, they were telling teachers, oh, you have to teach the old curriculum. But if <clears throat> students need to talk to you about, you know, updated things like sexting or something, then you can go in a closet and, and, you know, have the conversation with them. But, you know, what if they get snitched on for being in the closet with a student? Now, this thing is I hope they get snitched mess. on if they're in a closet with a student. But this is, like, this is what the education minister has been telling people. And so, you know, and, they, and they're trying to pretend like the 2014 curriculum isn't the 1998 curriculum. We know <clears> the <throat> curriculum that was taught in 2014 was the 1998 curriculum. This is all, from what I can see, part of... Um, the premier declaring war on the modern world, and he's creating lots of jobs for lawyers because we've now learned that there's a, not only a parents group that has filed a human rights tribunal case against the government on this, but now the Canadian Civil Liberties Union is coming out against the government on this as well. So I think the lawyers are going to win and the students are going to lose. Well, I've been saying all summer that this was uh, an explosion waiting to happen, and we're seeing the uh, the fuse already being lit. I'm afraid, uh, and I, I I have to say. I actually feel for Doug Ford as much as I feel for anybody else because he ran on this stuff and he got elected in what turned out to be a landslide, whether we like it or not, uh, or whether you like it or not, I'm fine with it. Uh, but uh, this particular thing started out being we're going to withdraw what was uh, what was put in place in 2015. We're going to replace it. We're going to teach 1998 in between. It isn't that anymore. In fact, the, the consultations that were uh, touted as starting in <clears> September <throat> that involve parents um, are now expanded to include uh, age-appropriate health and physical education curriculum, including mental health, sex education, legalization of cannabis. So they're opening a whole can of worms, and uh, I have no idea what's going to be put in place next year. Let me go to you on that, uh, Stephen. 
boy, oh boy, that's a whole Pandora's box of stuff. And then that, maybe that is the worry. One of the things I'd earlier said on this is that, uh, you know, I think parents are looking to have this resolved. I'd always said that you know, I'm, I'm glad as a parent to rise to the occasion to talk to my kids about what needs to be talked about with sex education. But oh, you're the one. Yeah, but if you're digging uh, even deeper into trying to uh, resolve a whole bunch of curriculum things, there's not a lot of time to live in this interim period of a, of a temporary curriculum. Um, I, I have to disagree. I think we should stay focused on what needs to be talked about on an urgent basis and uh, and deal with these in, in lockstep as a plan rather than blow open the whole the whole thing because you'll never get to an answer. It's like it's like a council of 48 <clears throat> people who'll be arguing about it forever. Well, you, uh, David Wills, were pretty clear when we uh, did the first round on this about two minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, I think the the term was dog's breakfast. Yes. Uh, What they've introduced, and I haven't read it yet. I've read the original one, the 2015, but they say that the one that they've introduced is a modified form of 1998. They call it revised interim. Uh, And um, if it's revised interim and it teaches um, how to deal with bullying online, how to deal with uh, internet interruption in your life, uh, how to deal with sexting, that kind of thing. That is reasonably satisfactory to me. Um, How they're going to deal with uh, age appropriateness of things like gender identity, I guess that's yet to be seen because that's the stuff that's moving away. Um, And and I take it that you don't agree with that. Well, from what I read, the new revised hybrid uh, is for uh, grades one to eight. So high school, which is where it's really critically important that you have conversations about gender identity, LGBTQ issues, consent, uh, really getting into the sexting, all of that stuff is not there. So that's the, that's the problem. The the other thing, you know, Peter, no, you're talking. No, I got to stop you there, David. <clears throat> no, actually, I'd... what they've said is that high school is being left alone. Yeah, the, it's back to the 1998 one. Oh, no, the, new the, way, revi- the way the, I read it was the new one was there for high school. Okay, sorry, Mike's Mike's correcting me on that. Not that I don't believe you, Peter, but uh, but well, uh, now you okay. now you have it from a guy who sits in the house, so I you right. know uh, we'll take it at face okay, value. But, but the but point the, is, high school is intact. Okay, sorry. So, but if I can back up to something else that you said earlier, is that the you know he campaigned and promised that he was throwing it out and going back to the old one. Where's the hue and cry from whoever it was, the constituency that was demanding that? when he now introduces this new compromise. Not a single peep, which tells me it was never a real issue. It was He got baited into it by Tanya Granick-Allen. He took it up, you know, swept that in. It was a problem that was not existing. Well, in fairness to her, talked, I had her on the air two days ago, and, yep. and, I, and she said we are redoubling <clears throat> our efforts in terms of getting petitions signed. We now have over, I don't know, she had 100,000 names, some big number, and wow. uh, now that the House is back in session, those petitions are going to get read out loud in the House. All, all so she hasn't that, backed off. Not Well, didn't hear any of it yesterday. There's nobody saying Doug Ford broke a promise. None of them are doing that. So I'm not sure there is. I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree that she's got a hundred thousand. Um, you know, but like this is the thing. You and I have talked about this before. You've read that. You've read the original one. You couldn't find anything. You took exception to it. When we've asked around this table with other people, people can't point to one thing that they didn't like, and then they go, "Oh, it wasn't consulted." And but it's yes, it was consulted. I agree, it wasn't done well. But there's a lot of research into it, and now they're confusing research on good policy with, oh, we're going to go out and talk to the people that are important to us and shape it that way. That's not re- that's not how good policy is made. Well, I, I'll say this to you, Mike Shiner, and we'll, and we'll put a cap on this subject because we're over time on the segment. Um, I, uh, if, if I'm to declare myself, I would say 
I am a conservative, and I am always happy to say I'm a conservative, but I am socially much more liberal or in, in my orientation. And, I, and David is right. On the sex education curriculum, I wasn't the one who raised this issue. And, and uh, that notwithstanding, in other words, I would have been happy to leave the 2015 one alone. I think it, it uh, addresses today on today terms. That said, I recognize that a man was elected on his, his promises to do certain things. And one of the things <clears> he <throat> promised to do was to uh, take the sex ed curriculum as it exists, 2015 version, win version, toss it for a year and bring in something that was uh, done after consultation with parents. And there are, and I don't know what the numbers are, a lot of people out there from uh, communities of interest, whether they're socially conservative, um, old line white people, or whether they're newer people who come from cultures where sex isn't discussed in schools or in the open, um, and, and they want a review. So that being the case, where does that put the Green Party? Well, first of all, we support, and I've been very clear during the campaign and all throughout the summer session that I support the updated modern um, sex ed curriculum. Uh, it provides students with the tools and information they need to be safe to navigate the modern world. To go back to the 1998 curriculum that was developed before we had smartphones and social media and sexting and cyberbullying and before consent was something that people uh, recognize the importance of, it's just wrong. And quite to be honest with you, Peter, you know, the premier has never pointed out any specific problem he has with the updated curriculum. His point is always it wasn't consulted properly. Well, then why not keep the existing curriculum in place? The teachers have been trained to teach it. Um, you know, it's been it's been in our schools for a couple years now. And if he wants to engage in a consulting process, engage in a consulting process and then come back with a revamped proposal with enough time for proper training. But for us to be having this conversation when school starts in like, what, two weeks, less than two weeks is just irresponsible and ridiculous on the on the part of the new government. All right, we've heard from everybody, and I'm way over time in, in taking a break, so I'm going to do that, and we'll come back and uh, switch subjects. I'm Peter Sherman, along with David Wills and Stephen Holliday, and Mike Schreiner, leader of the Green Party, and this is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.